the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. And all you do is, if you log on at depetro.com, no eyes, and then on the left-hand side, you'll see, click on Listen Live. And you do that, and then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go, you know, south for the wintertime, or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever. People listen from all over. Or maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up the, either the 99.9 FM or the AM 1380. It's always an option to go to the website. Now, on the website, by the way, on the right-hand side, you'll see there is the link for... War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Good afternoon. It is 12.08 on this Wednesday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. It is Wednesday. It is the final day of August. What a month it has been. Folks, and we have, uh, as you just heard, I really want to thank Dan McGowan, also the great Donna Perry. Last hour, I uh, really enjoy the in-depth conversations that we're able to have with those individuals. And also, folks, uh, good afternoon to everybody that is uh, tuning in. Part of our, it's the noon report. The noon report that we do live on Facebook. So you just find my page, which is John DePietro Show, and then you can interact with others that are watching the show that are enjoying the program it's a happening and then you also uh, get all the the latest news as it happens so good afternoon to everybody uh that is tuning in it is the noon report live that we do on this wednesday and actually every day and then we do one after dark later folks this portion of the program they've had a fantastic season what a month of august it's been for our friends at pr landscape materials and garden center and Especially right now, you know, first of all, this week, this is another example. I, I think the kids should go back to school after Labor Day because this week right now, this is today is beautiful. This whole week will be uh, people get out of the summer mode. A lot of the the summer places, instead of doing fantastic business, it's like people have wound, wound down for the season leading into the Labor Day weekend. The water's never been warmer. And right now, the vegetables that are available at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, sweet corn, Zucchini, eggplant, yellow squash, tomatoes, and cucumbers. Local honey is available all season long. And also, folks, and PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, they are a full-scale nursery. Annuals, perennials, and when we talk about trees and shrubs, check out the selection they have of the Placata Green Giant Abravites. Three feet tall, 11 feet tall, beautiful natural border. Instead of putting up a fence, put up, you know, grow, put in some of these. Uh, Fast-growing, deer-resistant. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They have them. Screen loam and mulch. The service is the best. You know, not a week goes by that I don't hear from one of our either Facebook followers, viewers, or someone on the radio that says, you know, I stopped by there. The quality was excellent. The service is fantastic. There's such a joy to deal with Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. They're open seven days a week. Look for them. On Facebook. So, good afternoon, one and all. And, um, folks, check out the website. You know, the website actually, the month of August, uh, we, the month of August was just incredible for the program. We hit a lot of milestones, both on the Facebook page and then also, uh, as well, that just continues to thrive. And I want to thank everyone that's been a big part of that. Uh, uh, our website. Uh, sponsors, especially like Home Again Consignment. If you haven't checked out this store, they're another one. I get so much good feedback from people that are so glad I told them about it. Home Again Consignment located right Governor Francis Shopping Center. We have a link on the website, petro.com. Fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry, estate sales provided. John is just terrific. They get new merchandise in every single week, sometimes every day. Look for them Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, Home Again consignment and there's a link on the website so there's a lot that we want to touch on i will talk about the fact that tonight is in fact um you know i didn't even know about it and it's it's amazing um i'll admit how my viewing habits have changed so channel 10 tonight 
NBC 10 is doing gubernatorial debate at 7 o'clock. I, you know, look, look at that. I didn't know about it. And then early, if you heard, I was talking to Dan McGowan, and he didn't even know about it. And I'll tell you why. So I reached out to someone, and they said they've been promoting it a lot on air. And I, admittedly, part of it because of summertime, but also my TV viewing habits are, are at an all-time low. I, I admit, I go to the website. I couldn't find anything on the Channel 10 website about it. So tonight, 7 o'clock, Governor Dan McKee, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, uh, Challenger Matt Brown, Helena Folks. Now, I completely disagree with the fact that Channel 10 made the decision to include this Daniel Moniz. First of all, the guy's not a doctor, even though he introduced himself as a doctor. He doesn't have a license to practice medicine. He went to med school, but he's not a doctor. Uh, but he introduces himself that way. He is polling at 1%. The guy is not qualified to, um, he's not running a serious campaign. I don't care what anyone says. Part of the campaign is you get your message out, you build support, you have to show that you have organizational skills, show you have the ability to raise money. That is our system. And he ran four years ago, good. One percent or something like that. So he says, oh, I get it. I'll run as a Democrat this time. And once again, he's at one percent. Now, all he's going to do is Governor Dan McKee is very glad that this guy is in the race because every time they're going to go to him and they got to give him equal time. And I talk about it. he was in that radio debate. It was a joke. He, he got the most time in a radio debate. And the moderator, who's a friend of his, kept calling him doctor. He's not a doctor. He does not have a license to practice medicine. Um, he, he does. He, he's just not. He shouldn't have been referred that way. And, of course, he shouldn't have been allowed to eat up all the time. But Governor McKee is thrilled that this guy is in the debate because every time that he is talking, Helena Folks is not talking. Nellie Gorbea is not talking. Matt Brown is not talking. And Governor McKee doesn't have to talk. <coughs> so, again, NBC. 10, whoever made the call, I think it's wrong at this point. I like what Channel 12 has done. Channel 12 says you have to raise a certain amount of money or poll at a certain amount. And by the way, that, that is a very common denominator across the board that people use. This isn't new. <clears throat> They've had to deal with it. You go back to 2016, the Republican side there were at one point 19 candidates running for president. They had two different stages. Do you remember? They didn't even have, they called the kids table, early debate, and then the main stage. And then it slowly got whittled down. But there's different ways to deal with it. So anyhow, McKee is feeling very strong right now. And I just hope that tonight, but again, he I think because of the extra person to hide, He'll just, you know, <clears throat> he just goes into talking points. He just, he doesn't really answer anything. Um, but the one to watch tonight, and I'm going to be watching at 1216 on this Wednesday, is Helena, folks. Because <clears throat> tonight we're going to find out whether she has folded the tent and she's giving up. And she sees no path to victory. And if that is the case... There's no reason to bash her on the stage. If that is the case, she's not going to run negative um, commercials against Governor McKee. We're going to find out at 730 tonight, maybe even before that, we're going to know if Helena Folks is still in the race for governor. It's very possible. They've had problems. This I'm not saying it was easy. It certainly isn't as easy as they thought. Uh, we're we're going to know because if she is basically giving up and they, they, by the way, they don't tell the volunteers that they don't make an announcement. I don't think she's not going to pull out of the race at this point. She wants to just uh, maintain. Now, Dan McGowan was saying then, you know, she came back with two commercials, but there's still there's nothing that's really catching fire, threading the needle. She uh, Helena folks, who is by far the most accomplished one in the group. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, she ran CBS, but she, 
you know, I'm sure she's learned a lot from this campaign. I know people that have met her. They're very impressed with her. It's, it's, she would turn Rhode Island upside down. And I mean that in a good way. Uh, she doesn't know any one thing. I know the insiders at the state house, they really don't want her. And I gravitate towards people like that, that the insiders don't want. But at this point, you, you got to just, you know, we're, we're going to, as I said, we're going to find out tonight <clears throat> if Helena folks who she just has not managed to break through in any way. And she has spent uh, a lot of money of her own money, right? She has spent an awful lot of money spending. And uh, I think over four million, Dan McGowan was saying. And the fact of the matter is, you know, this also comes back to folks. I think this is another good example, what I've been saying for quite some time. Uh, the, the, the people, are they're running outdated campaigns. They're not running campaigns that are geared for where we are right now, August 31st, 2022. The fact that Dan McGowan and myself, and I'm going to put the two of us in the 1%, and neither one of us knew that there was a Channel 10 debate tonight. So Channel 10 says, well, what do you mean we're running things on our air? I, I don't watch NBC. I mean, I watch it during the football season. But I don't watch NBC, and I, I noticed I don't watch their news. I, I go to their website and see the stories that they run. Those are just my viewing habits. I don't miss any news. I'm just not seeing it in real time. There's nothing on their website about the debate. I couldn't find anything on Facebook. A, a Channel 10 staffer tweeted out the debate. That's how I found out about it. And if you heard when I had Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, I told him there's a debate tonight. Now, listen, I don't fault myself and Dan McGowan. That tells me that Channel 10, uh, I, I don't think this, I, I mean, granted, it should be big. And maybe they've been all over the airwaves with it, but they have not hit me with that. So, um, but it comes back to Helena folks has spent all this money on television. But I come back to where are they running the ads, you know? None of them are running ads on Fox News Channel. Do you know the month of August? This is really interesting. The month of August, Fox News Channel was the third most watched network beating out ABC. But in Rhode Island Democrat circles, none of them will touch it, right? Because it's, it's still this stupid BS of, you know, Fox News Channel is nothing but... You know, MAGA, um, these are um, election deniers and blah, blah, blah. And, and therefore, you know, I've said from the beginning, just with the folks campaign, I, I did a story on it on the website. I thought she should have run as an independent. I, I don't know. I've never really asked her about it. When I've run into her, she's obviously very engaging. She's, you know, wild, very, very smart. She's very accomplished. Her success speaks for itself. But. This is different. And then when you add in with the mail ballots, but how are you reaching people? I think they also, they made a calculated mistake by totally ignoring Fox News Channel. Um, I do see their commercials, like they're all in Meet the Press, which I watch on Sunday. And right, so they're, they're there. So then you see the McKee commercial, you see the folks commercial. I, I don't know what Matt Brown is doing other than if Matt Brown is just trying to get all of his co-op collaborative people to vote for him along with their candidates. Possible. I don't know. Nellie Gobea, you know, I still believe that she is tied with that Gonzalo Cuervo. I have predicted that that guy's going to win the Providence mayoral. I am staying with that prediction. I know that Smiley is everywhere, but I, I just think it's a different type of election. The fact that Mayor Lorza went and voted yesterday is, you know, I, I don't get this whole thing of promoting the early voting. Other than it, it, it waters down our elections. It does. Rhode Island elections. Move Trump out of the picture. Move Trump out of the picture. At 1222 on this Wednesday, I'm telling you Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. Because of the amount of all these mail ballot applications and early voting's already underway, it is a joke. How can people already be voting? Who knows what's going to happen tonight in the debate? Who knows what's going to happen uh, next week? 
Channel 12 is having, next Tuesday night, they're having their gubernatorial debate. One thing I'll say about Channel 12, I give them credit. They really pump their, their debates. Channel 10, not so much. Maybe Channel 10 feels they don't have to. Maybe they feel they don't have to. And again, I, you know, they'll, Channel 10 knows what they're doing. Channel 10 is Channel 10. I'm just saying I kind of consider myself in the 1% in the know. I'll put McGowan in the same category. Neither one of us do that there's a Channel uh, 10 debate tonight. And that's no reflection. I believe Gene is the moderator. I have respect for Gene. I like Gene a lot. Um, but I, he, you know, he, that's not, it's not up to him to, to pump it. It's really up to the station. But um, so, Helena, folks, we're going to know. McKee, I, you know, I, I don't know what to make of. Gorbea has been continually just running this shadow campaign. It is, it's a stealth campaign. But if, if she is peered, which I believe she is with her former chief of staff, the goal is that they're going to try to grab a lot of votes out of Providence. They're going to try to grab a lot of mail ballots out of Providence. Um, it's, it's very discouraging, folks. It's very discouraging with, I mean, I, I participate in elections. I always have. You know, I grew up in a household. Both of my parents voted on election day. My parents were, were very clear that we're not going to tell you to vote for and, and you, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not going to tell you to vote for. You don't have to tell us who you vote for. We're just encouraging you to vote. And, you know, I still remember the first time I voted, I went with my sister Rosemary to Hall Manor and my dad and walked me through it. And um, I think it's positive. But that's not what this is about. They are playing fast and loose and all these union endorsements and the collecting of ballots and the ballot harvesting. This state is just so broken right now. This state is so ready for a takeover. And I'm going to also mention in a moment, and I mentioned a little bit of Dan McGowan. But um, last night, folks, I want to share. I, I, I can't. I mean, I did. <clears throat> I watched the Congressional District 2 race Democrat debate on Channel 12 last night featuring Seth Magaziner, Joy Fox, who is the definition of monotone, no emotion. She is, I mean, I, I don't, I have no idea how this person is in the race. She is, from what maybe she thinks she is, from what she is, there's no energy, there's no enthusiasm. I know this sounds really personal, but I'm trying to just be objective as someone that has watched her. She, she is cardboard. She is, you know, Siri has, has more personality. I, I have no idea where this Joy Fox somehow thinks she's the person that people should rally behind and send her to Congress. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. There's, I mean, it's, it's, it's frightening to watch. I mean, there are several people in these races that should just be running for a statehouse seat. And she's one of them. That Monez is another one. Um, uh, I want to repeat, you know, David Cicilline, he was at the Rhode Island State House, then he was mayor of Providence, then he ran for Congress. Gina Raimondo, general treasurer, then governor, and then she's with the Biden thing. These people just think they can skip through it. Um, Joy Fox has never won an election in her life. It was it was painful to listen. And I'll play the one time she actually, the most interesting thing she said, she started attacking Ted Nisi, one of the moderators, about whether or not Bernie uh, Biden should run for re-election, even though that's that's a very commonly asked question. Uh, but, you know, that's Sarah Morgenthau. She has three kids, by the way. <laughs> Which she said about 50 times. She worked in the Obama administration, which she said 50 times. She's an attorney. I like she said, I think there should be more lawyers in politics. Yeah, everyone is saying that. Yeah, I think I heard someone say that at Stop and Shop the other day. I mean, I, I it, it it's just the campaigns. I don't know what has happened. Maybe it is. Justin Katz always says, you know, because of the the state of the state, so to speak, right now, we're not getting really the best possible people. And, 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 you know, I think he's right. But this sets up a really interesting dynamic between former Chris Mayor Alan Fung. And it's, I mean, unless I don't see how this is not going to be Seth Magaziner. Um, they're just not running effective campaigns. They, I think a big part of it is they don't know what to do. And they're all saying the exact same stupid lines. 
which are just Democrat talking points. That's why, folks, you know, I joke about it, but just even like the Providence mural. Now, I don't live in Providence, so I'm obviously not running for mayor of Providence. But, boy, it would be so refreshing for someone to come in and say, here's what we're going to do in Providence. Number one, we are tearing up the teachers union contract. Okay, we're going to reduce the, the amount of people that work in the city of Providence. We're going to get more ambulances. We don't need all these fire trucks. Every time somebody falls or there's an OD, they're sending fire trucks. You don't need to send fire trucks. That eats up fuel. That eats up resources. These people need an ambulance. They need a paramedic. They need an EMT. You don't need all these fire trucks. They're not fires. It's ludicrous. In other parts of the country, they don't do that. But that school system, no one will say the elephant in the room which is the problem with the Providence schools, is the Providence Teachers Union. They have a stranglehold over it. And to give you an idea of just how tone deaf the locals are, Governor DeSantis, who, I'll tell you, after this month, he is certainly looking stronger and stronger for 2024. He is. <clears throat> what he's doing in Florida is it's different. It's a different form of leadership. Um, what, what, what he, what DeSantis is taking on and doing in Florida, you, you don't have anybody doing it locally. And there's no one, I'll even mention this, by the way, there's no one that's even referencing it here. Even as far as like in in the media, when they're, when they're doing a, um, when they're doing any type of. Um, you know, even questioning, for instance, it, it never came up in the Providence mayoral or anything like that. But what DeSantis, he is absolutely uh, in in line with parents, with, I mean, he, he is going to make Florida even more appealing than it already is by now going after and making it you know, the education system turned around. How, how effective is, is Governor Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis? The, the, his opponent has chosen the head of the teachers union as the running mate to be on the, on the ticket. What, what DeSantis is, is doing in Florida, the tone he is setting, <clears throat> he has, it's, it's a different you know, it's just a completely different approach, and I think it's it's a more effective approach. Um, the Wall Street Journal had a piece, Trump endorsements versus DeSantis on endorsements. The DeSantis endorsement model sharpens the election focus on the issues. So with President Trump, he picks who he likes, such as, i.e., Dr. Oz. DeSantis, he's doing it more like a checklist. And I just want to read. This is um, <clears throat> Wall Street Journal. How much justice does a Donald Trump endorsement carry? That's the big question in Republican politics this year. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' successful intervention in local school board elections suggests that potential presidential candidates might be better off using their endorsements to expand the Republican brand based on shared principles, not merely vanquished party rivals. So listen to this. Last week, 25 school board candidates supported and promoted by DeSantis either won their races outright or advanced to runoffs. <clears throat> the miss has always been these are nonpartisan elections. I want to repeat that. 25 school board candidates supported and promoted by DeSantis won or advanced. And it's true that candidates' partly party affiliations don't appear on the ballot. The reality is, and this is so true in Rhode Island, that school boards are the most politicized institution of modern America, most dominated by or in cahoots with the teachers unions. One of the best or worst examples of this is former mayor of Cranston, Mayor Traff, Mike Trafficani. He was the mayor of Cranston. He then got a job with the laborers, which really showed, called into question some of the contracts that were negotiated before he left. And then what does he do? He runs school board at large. He's on the Cranston School Committee. Why? To protect the union. 
And as a result of that, that's why one of the reasons Cranston schools just continue to go down every year. Far from politicizing school board races, DeSantis has recognized the reality forcing it out in the open where voters can decide. So listen to this. Now, they have this thing, uh, the school board elections, if a top candidate clears 50%, uh, he wins. If he, if he or she, if they earn 50% less than that, they go on to face the second top voter in the November election. So DeSantis endorsed 30 school board candidates going into the election. 19 won with more than 50%. Six will compete in November. So, so that is huge. And this is new, particularly for Republicans, DeSantis said. Because that had been basically unions would back candidates and that would be it. So he said, so now I think more parents are interested. Some of our voters are interested. We have no consequential races really statewide that are competitive. So you have a situation where it can make a difference. And then they go on to compare that with President Trump. With DeSantis, listen to this. this I find this very impressive. He chose his candidates based on their agreement. He has a 10-point education agenda. And if they're in for the agenda, he's all in for them. Florida Republicans call it a pro-parent agenda. Includes everything from opposing lockdowns and gender ideology in the classroom to increasing teacher pay, making it easier for parents to petition school boards and districts with grievances. It's all there on the DeSantis website. Part of his effort, restructure public education in Florida. So there was a process. The DeSantis team surveyed, interviewed the candidates. Those who got the endorsement uh, received help about responding to attacks or finding the resources they needed. During the pandemic, DeSantis fought the school boards, teachers unions, kept the Florida schools open. Doesn't that sound familiar? Did we have anyone fighting to keep? Well, Ramundo did a little bit, but not fully. McKee did not at all. So they write, so it's no surprise Charlie Crist, Democrat running against him, has chosen the head of the United Teachers as his running mate. Uh, Carla Hernandez Matz opposed efforts to keep the schools open. In an October tweet, she echoed a National School Board Association letter to President Biden that suggested angry parents were a form of domestic terrorism meriting FBI attention. Her contribution included a meme of Halloween monsters, including one wielding a chainsaw, heading off to a school board meeting. The DeSantis endorsements clearly tease up the issue for Florida voters. Who do they want running the schools? This Chris and his union allies or DeSantis and a team that will give parents more say over their children's education? They go on to write, remember the 2021 race for governor of Virginia? Glenn Youngkin, Republican, pulled off an upset victory, championing the rights of parents. During the debate, that was when Terry McAuliffe blurted out something every Democrat believes. And McKee's on board with this. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Folks, every Democrat in Rhode Island believes that. From Seth Magaziner to Dan McKee to Sabina Matos. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. That mantra should be held over the head of every Democrat seeking office. And then they go back to, which brings us back to Trump's endorsements. Highly, uh, you know, prized, proved themselves worthy. They have been. But they're saying... The real test, it comes in November when then they can win a general. You know, that is wildly impressive. It is about DeSantis. And not only that, but um, someone also had sent me another thing missing. And I'm not going to spend too much time at the Providence schools because most people, let's face it, uh, don't send their children to Providence schools. So therefore, and I get it, they don't care so much about the Providence schools. Other than how costly it is that Rhode Island taxpayers have to uh, pay for it. But the um, here's something that the teachers union doesn't tell you. Over 13,000 applications for charter schools from Providence parents. 
some parents apply to more than one school. 13,000 applications. So the fact of the matter is, think of that. This is from, um, you know, a mailer that went out for the for the school year, the current school year. 23,000 public school applications were submitted statewide. 13,000 from Providence-based parents. Folks, and what no one will talk about is the problem with the Providence schools. A huge problem with it. Not all of it, by the way. Is just the fact, you know, you heard, and again, that's why I like chatting with uh, Dan McCowan, but you know, already they're saying, well, you know, in, in the next contract, that's when we're really gonna in the next contract, you know, that's like it's, it's like being a fan of the Oakland A's, right? It's like being a fan of the Oakland A's. Um, uh, you know, wait, well, you know, wait till next year. We'll, we'll wait till next year. We're gonna get them next year. That's what it's that. That's when we're gonna really start to chit. And and the, the problem is is they're just they they outfox them. They outmaneuver them. I'm not denying that there are various problems. I know some of the Providence teachers. I know that. There's definitely language barrier problems. I'm aware of that. But one of the the reasons that no one seems to point to of why a lot of people are not that interested right now is is essentially because all of these Democrat candidates are saying the same thing. It would have been so refreshing to have a Republican running for, especially mayor of Providence, right? I'm going to add more police as I've told you, if it was Mayor Juan, as fun as it would have been, I mean, I just would have been, we're getting rid of the panhandlers, and we're going to ship the homeless, we're going to get crossroads out of there, <clears throat> we're going to make it clean, we're not going to allow graffiti, we're going to we're going to increase the gang unit, we are going to, you know, bob out, go to war against the gangs. I think it'd be so fun uh, as a mayor you know, for these guys that they just arrested last week, you know, the mayor holding a press conference outside or even going with the police when they go to arrest them and filming it. And there's the mayor, you know, walking along with the perp walk saying, that's right. We got these dirt bags off the street. And I just think people would be cheering right now. You know, uh, as many of you know, at 1240, we, we obviously um, I don't have to tell you this, folks, we, we have a a major problem with law and order in the state. Uh, life in prison doesn't even mean life in prison in Rhode Island. There's no one talking about it. The The Democrat Party is still the party of defund the police. They are pro-criminal. You know, as I've been saying, that you know, Tierra Mack, that Senator Mack, the embarrassing twerking senator, with her whole thing of abolish, close the prisons and defund the police. I mean, that she she is a, a Democrat senator in Rhode Island and a complete immature embarrassment with delusional concepts that are just designed in failure. And I mean, the biggest joke of these co-op collaborative type people, right? Like the Matt Brown crowd. Uh, it, 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 it's just insanity. It really is. And what's also striking is how much, though, the Democrat Party is is afraid of them. So now I'm just seeing that Ted, Ted Nisi said that Helena Folks has a, a new ad out. I want to play that. And it says, I think the first time, maybe this, maybe this is it. Maybe this is where she starts to make her move. Um, folks, this portion of the program is brought by AtMed Urgent Care. Now, I want to tell you. At 1241 on this final day of August, at Med Urgent Care, if you have an emergency, if you want to go to the emergency room and sit and wait for a very long time, and I get email from people saying, Juan, I went to such and such emergency room. I was the only one speaking English there. Well, that's why I go to at Med Urgent Care, two locations, Johnston location, also East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, right across from Felicia's. Their urgent care facility, comprehensive outpatient health care, individuals and families. They specialize in ambulatory medicine, immunization school, sports physicals, at-med urgent care, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, work-related injuries. And also, uh, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions for those that have COVID. And, and make no mistake about it, COVID is certainly still floating around. 
And folks, at Met Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they'll see you within an hour. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. Uh, I'll say the majority of the people that go arrive there by car in both locations compared with many of the people that seem to show up at some of the emergency rooms, especially like Rhode Island Hospital Emergency Room, are showing up on foot, are walking over there uh, at Med Urgent Care. Folks, check out the website, dipetro.com and dipetro.com, which is brought to by the Senadale Revival. Pop in and see them lunch or especially dinner, drinks, live entertainment. They've had a great summer. And then they do Autumn Fest, 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. The Centerdale Revival, comfort food and cocktails. Shane, they do such a great job right next door, right across from North Providence Town Hall and uh, right next door to Stella Suites. It's the Centerdale Revival, 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. All right, I want to hear this Helena folks commercial. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is where she goes into high gear. Um, she needs to. I'll say that. If, if there was ever a time, this is like the team. Like, if you're going to ear it out, this is the time to start to ear it out. Absolutely the time to ear it out. I think you see this. Flashback to a story tried to undermine it. Oh. Okay. All right. I get it. Um, Trump lawyer told Justice Department the classified material had been returned. I'll, um, I will, we'll touch on that next hour. We will, um, we'll, we'll touch on that next hour. Where's, where's the, um, all right, I want to get to the, Ted Nisi had the, um, let me just find that Helena Folks new career. Here it is. New Helena Folks TV ad shows Dan McKee, Gabia on screen for the first time as she contrasts her policy plans with theirs. One candidate. Now, I thought I had seen this, but maybe that eluded me. I, I think I watched this yesterday, but I think because it is um, still to me a little too vanilla, it didn't stick out to me. But let me play this. Uh, here we go. Only one candidate for governor has a plan to build 20,000 units of affordable housing in Rhode Island. Helena Folks. Only one has a deep understanding of the new economy and a plan for free job training. Helena Folks. Only one has a strategy to transform our schools and bring our kids back from COVID learning loss. Helena Folks. And only Helena Folks has pledged not to seek re-election unless our kids get back on track. I'm Helena Folks. Let's get big things done for Rhode Island. You know, I, I did watch that, and I don't know why. I think he's just pointing to in the beginning we see them on the screen. Is that what he's alluding to? Oh, okay. Well, she has them in the middle of them, and then they fade. Ah, I, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to find out. We're, we're going to um, find out. But I'll, I'll say this, um, that the, the CD2 race, that debate I watched last night, I was even doing a Facebook Live telling people to watch it it's it's a it's a group of people that are all reading from the same script and that that is what's wrong with you know more and more so ashley kalis has a new commercial on she has her son in it and it's cute and it it would be the mom governor do you notice the mothers are the theme of mothers is is big this year you know between uh, governor and and now Ashley Kalis is my mom, the governor mom, um, even though Gina Raimondo kind of did that a little bit. And then um, Sarah Morgenthal, I think, answers every question by saying that she has, I think, three children. So, I, you know, maybe they're seeing something. Maybe it reinforces. What I'm trying to tell you right now at 1246 on this Wednesday is th- there is real opportunity in these elections for former Cranston Mayor Ellen Fung and Ashley Kalis, if she can get her act together, strictly because there'd be contrast. I can't believe how bad these candidates are because they're all, you know, the expression, they're all kind of sit, they're all in the same pew with the church. They're all singing the same hymn from the same pew. It's, it's, it's just, it's really not that different. Um, 
And I think that's part of it because the campaigns are not that well run, but that that would be a big part of it. And where Fung and Kalis could, I think, make big headway is because their views are going to be so different. For instance, last night, the, the Democrat debate, they didn't even get into it. But I know all four of them are in favor of driver's licenses for illegals. Now, I know for a fact, you pull that. Listen to me. No one will tell you this. 1247, you pull that in Rhode Island, across the board, and it loses 80-20. But in the Democrat Party, because they want the inner city vote and the Latino vote, they go along with it. But that's just one example. I am really hoping whoever wins the primary. Now, I mean, I have been predicting it would be Nelly Gorbea. But she's run even a worse campaign than I thought. And McKee's even done more sleazy things than I thought he would do. So I'm still sticking with my prediction of that. But that should be a focal point in the general. And Ashley Kalis needs to make that a focal point. Because I I don't care what that is one of those issues. People don't want to announce it. But when you're talking to people, if you ask them about driver's licenses for illegals uh, privately, they're totally against it. But this is where that whole progressive Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls, that triangle of the inner city has a stranglehold over the Democrat Party. That's number one. Number two, last night they were all saying Biden should should run for a second term. I mean, that 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 just shows you how demented these people that that is. I don't know, demented, but. They're out of touch. I mean, there's no one that thinks Sheldon Whitehouse doesn't think he should run for another term. He's the only reason he's having a decent month is because the Trump raid took the focus off. And we'll we will talk about that next hour Um, more and more that I mean, I, I don't know what to make of that. But now last night, like that Joy Fox. I, I can't believe what she went after to the one th- time she showed any element of personality was she actually was like attacking Ted Nisi. Let me play this for a little bit. I need to ask what you have against people in their 80s. I say my grandmother is walking. She's 95, but she knows I love her. So uh, I just say, I think if President you know, I, as we're talking about here, and I should yeah. say, I don't want You know, what, what, I, I can't believe what a jerk response that is. I mean, Ted Nisi was asking whether or not should Biden seek a second term. That, that has been polled. That has been discussed. It's something that people are talking about with Bernie Sanders. It's something that people are talking about, obviously, with Biden, who's a very old 79. He'd be 86 if he you know, won and got a second term, which I don't think is happening. Um, to try to flip that and say to Ted Nisi, of all people, what do you have against people in their 80s? That's your attempt at humor. Not, I, I just... Uh, halfway through, folks. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I'll probably watch tonight. It's 7 o'clock. It's Channel 10. Um, I just can't stress enough. If Governor, if, if Governor McKee wins this primary, it's, gonna, it's going to be because of not just one reason, but a big part of it's going to be because his opponents allow him to win the primary. Because for crying out loud, I mean, I don't want to be a broken record, but how many times do we have to talk about that the guy is under a, he's under an FBI probe? I mean, and they squawk, and Nelly Gobea is running the ad, and and the McKee people, you know, you got to pull that down. And uh, that that is not something that the U.S. Attorney and the FBI take lightly. Um. I, it, it showed the way they were doing business even in the first month. That was extraordinary. Uh, the, the fact that they were, you know, the FBI subpoenaing the university club. Governor McKee won't won't say if, in fact, anyone from his, his office has been subpoenaed, whether he's been subpoenaed. There's a very good chance he could get indicted. You, you can't rule it out. And it's not along the lines of like, well, anyone can get indicted. Well, I mean, under this current probe, under this current probe. So I think if Helena folks really wants to turn the tide, I believe she needs to tune up McKee and it becomes 
sound bites for tomorrow and the rest of the campaign. Because I, I believe there's a reason why he can't get to 30%. And there's a reason why Nelly Gorbea can't get to 30%. Right now, we haven't seen this type of statewide corruption, I'm going to say, since the late 80s and the Dupree days. It's that bad. And there's because they're all Democrats, they're not calling him out. But uh, I, I, and again, it's nothing personal at 1252. I know he was the, you know, he's the former mayor of Cumberland. And I know a lot of his friends and family listen to the program. And they sometimes feel I'm hard on him. His style is, is, and I know, I've, I've even spoken with someone kind of connected with them. It's like, listen, once he's elected governor, then he, it's like, then he can, you know, he'll go legit, right? Like Michael Corleone, once we make the move to Vegas, then we're the you know, Corleone family, we're going to go legit. But the problem is we're going to have to pay for all this stuff. All of these endorsements that Governor McKee is getting, they all come with IOUs. The question is just how expensive is this going to be with all of these um, endorsements that Governor McKee is getting. That's that to me. It's it, it is the question, and and you don't find out till afterwards. Now I, I fully get he's not the first one to do it. Um, someone sent me, you know, the the Providence firefighters are riding around with a Gonzalo Cuervo sign on their truck. That's wrong. It's totally wrong. That's city property. It shouldn't be done. Taxpayers pay for it. It's clearly a conflict of interest, and no one calls them out because no one wants to offend them. But the McKee stuff between all these bonuses to state workers just to get them to vote for him, to he has completely bungled the Providence school teachers with the deal he gave them. And then they got all $3,000. The way, you know, the soccer stadium in Pawtucket, that is, that is a colossal waste of taxpayer money. The Superman building, a colossal waste of taxpayer money. It, it is a, he he is writing checks that the taxpayers have to pay for with all it's all union driven. It's not business friendly when a business owner approaches and says, I'm thinking of doing this and that, but I don't want to pay all these unions and all this other stuff. Governor McKee says that that's the way we do it around here. So what do they do? They go to other places where the unions don't have such a stranglehold. That is what is going on. But they, the, the way that the elected officials have allowed the teachers unions, it is cruel what they have allowed those teachers unions to run roughshod over the Providence schools and also those children. And, and it's all done uh, for the adults. That John Hopkins report from 2019, it's all adult centric. That's what it's all about. Um, those children are hostages to the school system. Those people are in poverty. And it's all, and, and the adults that should be looking out for them are all afraid and intimidated by the teachers union. That's what's going on. That is a fact. There are other governors that have a stronger backbone, like the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, like the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, like the governor of Massachusetts, Charlie Baker. So what is happening right now and none of them will talk about it. And not one person running in the Providence mayoral mention. Well, I think a big problem, part of the problem is the Providence teacher union. Oh, how dare you? And how about the fact, I'll say this for the union, uh, they have certain members of the media wrapped around their finger that just go along with these. It's, it's ludicrous. It's like a mystery, right? It's like the guards are stealing the money from the bank and no one wants to mention. Gee, it's, it's just a mystery, What's wrong with the, you know, for some reason, I don't know. No one can figure it out. No one's, gee, maybe it's the people that control the schools. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, Brooksway J. Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, free estimate, J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 732 1730. Have you thought about getting your driveway paved? Call J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Free quote, 
401-732-1730, licensed and insured, contracted company, committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big or how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. J. Perry Paving, affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Folks, it's Wednesday, it's the John DePietro Show. Let me just check um, quick, okay, quick messages, thank you, I appreciate that. Hey, I want to give a big shout out, folks. He, the guy is so dynamic, and it's uh, Jamie Freitas. Uh, Jamie Freitas, Jamie's Power Wash deck staining, call them. If you have mildew on your roof, you have the dreaded green stuff. He is by far the best commercial residential 401-837-4545. Came out to the house yesterday. Now, he also does handyman services, but Jamie's Power Wash, they are without question professional power washing, deck staining, completely thorough, uh, does an um, immaculate, perfect job. Call them. It's tough to find people that are reliable and as professional as Jamie. Call them. Jamie's Power Wash. I'll share this on Facebook, but he is the real deal. 401 837 4545. Like everyone else, you know, you get some of that mildew, um, algae on your roof, and he gets it right off. Jamie's Power Wash. Call them. Listen, there's still a long time to go with the season. I like to enjoy the outdoors uh, right up until even after Thanksgiving, for crying out loud. So if you're like me, he'll get that stuff off your deck, everything clean. Not only that, but if it gets into your roof, it can be very damaging for the surface. Basketball court, walkway, Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. I completely attest to what an excellent job he does, and he's dependable and thoughtful as well. Folks, it's, it's 12.59 next hour. Now the latest. The elections are heating up. Uh, Today's the final day of August. I will also talk about the raid. Uh, The documents that are coming out are not not looking good. Not looking good here. But we'll talk about it. Uh, We'll get you updated. The 1 o'clock news. I think we're doing Facebook Live later. But now that debate is at 7 o'clock that I want to watch. So, folks, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. But the power hour is next. You can listen on the website to the, uh, the John DePietro Show.